Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey Nochel Prano. Hello, Andrew. Good evening. Good evening. I knew that was coming. Saw it from a mile away, Joey. You know what? I just realized that it's, a, you know, I feel like we more do... We tend to do evening podcasts more on Thursdays than on Mondays. I just realized this is like an evening podcast. I mean, it's seven o'clock your time, four mm-hmm. o'clock my time. I've got a vitamin water here, but I think at some point, maybe while well, while we have soccer correspondent Michael Majid on talking World Cup, I might have to sneak into the kitchen, grab me a Miller Lite. Yeah, man. I think it's afternoon. Too. It's it's happy hour here in Los Angeles. Yeah, no, you should. You should. We uh we are going to start off since the U.S. played their match. We're going to start off a little World Cup. Did the U.S. I, play? Wales. I am I am to uh, soccer what Andy Ruther is to every sport besides football. Like they, I I foresee me not watching any of this World Cup. And I mean, I already said that on past episodes because Italy's not in, but like. The USA was I didn't I honestly did not know the USA was on today. Well, I, I had a busy day, but I, I want to br- I'm going to we'll bring out Michael because uh, I might be joining you. I mean, Majid. you know, I, I don't want to. I don't want to trash soccer. But it might like like this is what this guy does. You know, it's his thing. It's funny because I actually I, I mean, I like the World Cup as an event. I'm I'm happy. I mean, I'm like, yeah, but I'm how more can prone- you like that this year? It's just like it's such a shit show. I know, but I'm more prone to trash soccer itself than I am the the World Cup. I'm like, oh, okay, well, it's a thing. It's a thing to do. But the sport, the sport in general. I no, I agree. When no, machine I- comes on, I'm gonna roll around on the floor holding my leg like I've been like I've been shot with a shotgun, and then I'll just slide into the kitchen get myself a Miller Lite. Well. That's that's one of the things I'd like to bring up. Let's just bring him on. So, our buddy, I mean, he's got he's got a lot going on. You might know him as the Nacho King. I mean, that's kind of where he's at now. The Helmet he, Nacho King, specifically. The Helmet Nacho King. We're gonna have to have Michael Majid uh, eat nachos out of like a shin guard in honor of the World Cup or something. Ooh, I like that idea. Yeah, here he is connecting from the Union. Look Ooh. at that. Look, look, at, look at this. Look, look how professional this guy is. He looks Welcome. Like, he looks like an esports gamer. <laughs> that, that looks like someplace somebody would play Call of Duty. Michael Majid, welcome back to the show. I feel Majid. like it's like it's you know, it's it's a tradition and like no other. You come on every four years to talk World Cup. Every four years I come on to talk World Cup for a good solid five minutes. So it's it's the <laughs> The massive amount of soccer love that this show gives, so it's a uh, it's it's amazing. No, honestly, I'm just I'm just really honored to be on this show. Uh, I've got my teleprompter in front of me right now, so let me just make sure that I can read to the next page. That would be great. Um, 
No, honestly, this this is this is really cool, guys. I, I, I as you all know, I'm a massive fan of the show, and uh, you're a dirtball. I am. I, I am a dirtball. I mean, I guess I guess I have to admit that. And honestly, but but hold on. Let, let me shows. hop in real quick. You also host okay. your own soccer podcast. Like I do. I drop do. a plug for that right now. I mean, you should. Okay. Okay. I because I, it's so, all yeah. in the background. It's you're like a NASCAR event right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm in my podcast area. So yeah, I've got a show called Inside the 18. We have guests on from all over the world um, throughout soccer, basically from the Premier League, from MLS, national teams, all that sort of thing. Um, we have them on. We break down their plays. Uh, we have a 99 World Cup winner, Suskia Weber, who is a co-host with me. I have an LAFC coach who's a host with me. And uh, and then I'm the jackass that does the Andy Ruther role. So that's what I do. Which, which is, what is the Andy Ruther rule? Specify that. It's the segues. It's leading into the ad reads. It's all those sorts of things. By the way, can we all speak about the fact, because this is the elephant in the room, Qatar, the entire World Cup right here. If they had a different beer sponsor, would things have been different, Joe? I think so. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like, you know, you, you show up to Qatar with some Miller Lights. Everybody's suddenly like, you know what? Maybe gays aren't so bad, you know? <laughs> Maybe I think go. I think you're I think you're right about that. I think Maybe. Miller Lite would revolutionize that entire region of the world. Yeah, if they just allowed it for one game in the stadium. It would change things. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> well, Michael, Michael Majid, what is like? What are the like? Start me off this way. Uh, okay. The World Cup is already upon us. It has already begun. So I'm already late to to get started on this but like joe prano did you not watch the united states against wales I, I did not watch the united states against wales today i had a busy i had a busy day but um what like if you had to give me like three things i need to like keep an eye out for in the qatar world cup what are like what are what are what's the top stories here okay well you want from like a sports standpoint or do you want from just like a human like interest standpoint yeah i think i think uh, uh, all of it because like okay. I'm, I'm basically coming like okay get me interested in the world cup today even though it's already started like i want to be involved convince well, me to be involved well joe there's a lot of things that i'm sure that you're a big fan of and i'm sure one of them is storage facilities mm -hmm. and if you'd like to stay in a storage facility you can do that in qatar for 200 dollars a night so uh andy ruther actually shared with me uh on the reddit on the dirty sports reddit some of the images uh, that some of the dirt balls had been sharing from uh, from the World Cup, and literally people are staying in what are they, they look like prison combines. Well, I, I, I believe the they were referred to as like refugee camps. Like, yeah, if you were, you know, fleeing a country, yeah. But but here's my thing. There, there's... I'm just I'm just I'm just picturing some sort of fire fest of soccer. Oh, dude, it Ooh. literally looks it. That's yes. exactly what it looks like. That's actually perfect. what about what about this? You can only drink beer in certain designated areas, including specific hotels. Wow. And when you go to that hotel, it is a ninety five dollar beer. No, I'd be like, yes. I'd be, I'd no. Speaking, yes. Speaking yes. of the guy, speaking of the fire fest of soccer, I'd be the guy in the fire fest documentary. He's like, I, I was prepared to suck dick for a Miller Lite. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was going to blow a guy for a six pack of Miller Lite in Qatar. So wait a second. Hold on. I knew, you know, that was the big news that came out on Friday. I believe that no alcohol was allowed in the stadium. And I won't say their name, but one of the other beer makers in our country had put $75 million in the sponsorship. So you're telling me 
not only is it not in the stadium, there's the designated areas. Designated $95. Areas. $95 in a hotel. Not in the ho- not in the designated FIFA fan festival area. Yes. Where people it, apparently got crushed yesterday because they did not have enough space for everybody. Because it's literally the only place the you can drink a beer that's not a hundred dollars. So yeah. This seems it's, like it's going well. I it's, feel it's, like it's, a lot of soccer hooligans are gonna go over to the World Cup, not be able to get blackout drunk and realize soccer kind of sucks. <laughs> They're like that's you know funny. What? This is really fun when we're wasted and knifing each other to death. I feel like in English soccer hooligans finding out what it feels like to stab somebody to death sober is really going to change their lives. Well, speaking of stabbing people to death while they're down, um, obviously things are going not great in Iran right now. And England just decided to make things worse for everybody in regards to how they feel because uh, it was a six to two drubbing this morning, England, Iran. Uh, and, I, and personally, for me, England is a favorite to win the World Cup on paper. I think they have one of the best teams in the World Cup. They're so deep that when they brought in their subs, all those guys are starters for some of the biggest clubs in the world. So it's it's. But let me so let me ask you this. I think Joe's bringing up a good point. Like the thought of you're saying, so England has a legit shot to win the World Cup. The thought of English. Every time I think of England in soccer, I just think of drunk hooligans. The thought of these guys being sober, like it it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like how's this going to play out? Uh, not well, or they just to, not there. Like, like, so like, here's the like thing. Well, there. Well, Andy, I don't know if you saw. I mean, you're the one that shared this with me. So yeah, I saw the, the fake Joe. Have you heard about the fake fans? Oh, Joe, have you seen no. this video? No. Oh, dude, so it's amazing. It, it's incredible because essentially what they did is they paid migrant workers who already are treated so well in that country. <laughs> I, so I'm sure this was completely uh, voluntary on their part, not mandatory in any way whatsoever through their indentured servitude, but they had literally dressed up as fans from other countries. Andy showed me one of a bunch of Croatian fans that looked like they're all from Bangladesh. Yeah. So, so the video, it's like a, somebody made a video and I think I quote tweeted it and we put it on Croatia. Yeah. It's this video. It's a montage of the fans that they quote unquote have paid. Again, we don't know if they've actually paid them, but it's, it's looks like mostly Indian men who are representing you name it, everything from like Iran to Croatia to Spain. And you're like, these, these people are not from these countries, I guess, because nobody's going. Now, I saw something wild today, personally. A kid, one of my college buddies. Is there? He posted on his Facebook. Hello, world. We are here. And it looks like it's him with his family. And I'm thinking of all the world. Like, he, like I'm going to talk to him. I don't know if he has phone access because they probably don't have that also in Qatar. What would also you're not sure Wait. he has hands anymore because he tried to drink a beer. <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry. I'm so to- so slow texting you. I'm texting you with my nose. After I accidentally walked out of fan fest while holding three ounces of beer and they took a saber and cut off my hands at the wrists. And Joe, as we all know, that hand is being displayed in the center square. Yeah, too. exactly. So, so let's let's talk about the actual match. I watched the last okay. thirty minutes, and uh, not gonna lie, first half was way better. U.S. was great in the first half. Okay, so I missed. Well, I I saw I saw some of the flaw fest in the second half, and not gonna lie, you know, it, it angered me enough to to tweet about it. And uh, which soccer fans are very defensive. Uh, I've noticed 
You know, I, I took a day. I mean, it takes a lot to get Andy Ruther to tweet nowadays, too. I know. So this right? is very, very serious. Well, all I said was, you know, thank you had to go, had a, two two password two login verification. <laughs> you know what I mean? He had to remember his password, reset it. Oh, yeah. I always said was, you know, thank you. I would thank the World Cup for reminding me every four years why I don't watch soccer again. Yeah. You, you know, obviously you're a soccer. You and I have actually we, I, I attended my the best soccer event I've ever seen live with you, which was USA, Mexico at the, yeah. at speaking, the Rose Bowl. speaking of beer being allowed at the stadium. Oh, my God. I'm pretty sure yeah. we were covered in beer when we left. Yeah, see, it, and that's the thing. That's a good point. Like, Joe, that's what it should be like. We go to USA, Mexico at the Rose Bowl. 90,000 people, probably I'd say 80,000 well, for, for Mexico. You know, we, we don't, and and we they don't, were going crazy with the booze and it was fun. Well, we don't, you know, we don't talk college football on this show anymore because I don't watch college football. I don't really keep up with it, but I can't think of one or two times in my life that somebody has invited me to a college football game. And I said, no, because it's like, oh, if you're going to go to a college football game, there's going to be tailgating. There's going to be atmosphere. There's going to be beer. I've gone to the Rose Bowl a million times in LA for college football games. I didn't care about. I've gone to the Coliseum. I mean, I've been to games, college football games all over the country as a guy who doesn't care about college football. It's the same way that I would go to a World Cup game or I would go to a big international game or even uh, I've gone to Major League Soccer in Los Angeles. And th that's a fun vibe. But like, that's what you go for. I go for the the weird flares being shot off in certain sections of the thing and the and the scarves um, and the, you know, the drinking. And you're telling me in Qatar, you can't do any of this stuff. I mean, you can do some things. You can sit in the stands quietly and clap. You can do yeah. that. You're a big fan of that. What do you think is going on now? Obviously, this is this is your wheelhouse. Like what's going on with the players? I, I, that's what I was thinking about when I was watching that. The Wales USA match. I kept thinking these these poor guys like like this is the biggest event every four years. And. Like, especially some of these guys who might not ever do it again or might get one chance, like what's going on in their head while they're playing? This has got to well, suck. I don't know if you heard about this, Andy, but uh, the players were told that if they wore any sort of this protest type, um, you know, armbands or shirts or anything like that, that they were going to be fined significantly and also be given a yellow card. Now, if you get two yellow cards, that's the equivalent of a red card, which means you are get kicked out of the game and you can't play the next game. So that's pretty serious. Um, because wow. a lot of the players were, were going to wear LGBT supporting armbands and things like that. And they basically so, at the last let minute. Me, let me ask you something, Majid, uh, because yeah. it's insane that we're, this is like, you know, we're, we're talking about the World Cup and it's insane that this is where the conversation has to start this year. Is the World Cup essentially like just like the Olympics where the only way you're receiving, like you're hosting a World Cup is through horrible corruption and backdoor money bribes and like whatever is that like why are we even talking about this like why is it why is this in qatar i mean i mean there was there was literally confirmed that there was bribing that took place and they're like i don't know i don't know what to do we already did it we already did the voting it's like it is your organization it's like the ioc it's like yeah you can go back on your word it's your organ dude it'd be like if something happened with dirty sports and be like i don't know I don't have to tell you, we already did that. It's like, no, it's your podcast. You can change it. Um, so you can go back on that. But didn't didn't, the thing like, is, is that didn't didn't FIFA force like I like how much money had to be involved in bribing for FIFA not to go, this will actually cost us money in the long run by putting it someplace 
People don't want to visit. People are going to protest. Fine. We're, we're talking about giving guys yellow cards just for, again, like having an armband or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, one of the things, if you kind of think about it right there, is that it must have been a significant enough amount of money that they knew that they would cover their losses. I don't know how much they gave to, you know, uh, you know, the representative for, you know, Tunisia or, you know, a smaller country, you know, to get their vote. But they did. Um, and the same thing happened with Russia. And the same thing happens with the IOC, with, with well, the Olympics. Well, I was going to say, I mean, like, I'm already looking ahead. Like, I know I know the next World Cup is USA, Canada and Mexico. And I'm and I'm looking. I didn't know this. Those three countries beat out by a rival bid of Morocco. It's like, dude, we're talking about all of North America squeaked out in a vote against Morocco. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like the infrastructure in the stadiums, how great that's going to be to have matches all over North America. But hey, they barely squeaked it out against Morocco. But but here and also let's let's be honest with you. The reason they chose the United States for twenty six is because they knew that the money they would make in twenty six would surpass whatever the Moroccan bid was, uh, however much they bribed. Um, so you know it, it's I don't know, man. I, it, it let's really get hurt. back. Let's get back to the soccer portion yeah. of this. Like, yeah, no, I know I need to get you, out of here. You, soon, you but said like, you yeah. said uh, England is a favorite. Who who are who are the other teams I got to watch out for? I mean, definitely watch out for Brazil. Brazil's always consistent. They've got right. some really, really solid players. I mean, I think Casemiro and Vinicius Jr. are like kind of on on like that 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 cusp of becoming who Valentinus Jr. Who v- Vinicius Jr. Vinicius yeah. Jr. Okay, yeah, yeah, Fernando Valenzuela Jr. That's uh, that's actually the place for Brazil. <laughs> for Brazil, I'm sorry to my uh, speaking of Mexico and my 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 you know my friends down south of the border, but uh, Mexico I think is going to go out in the group. Somebody questioned, I saw on YouTube, somebody questioned your Spanish heritage. G- give us some World Cup analysis in Spanish. Oh, my God. You're going to put me on the spot right there? Oh, uh, come on. You can do it. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. Uh, entonces, mira, so, a, a México, México no, no vas a pasar al grupo porque creo que, que lo, el equipo de México, mira, muchos de los jugadores de México son tan jóvenes y no tienen la experiencia a ir al otro lugar in el World Cup or Copa del Mundo, for example. I just said right there, I said just basically, I said he said, Mexican- he said be careful with the fajitas. The plate is very hot. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was something about nacho helmets. Yes. <laughs> okay. Let, I, I, I asked I, for were you talking about uh, the, were, were you talking about the goalkeeper? No, no, I was talking about oh. the experience level of the Mexican players. A lot of them are younger players in regards to like their higher level players. Some of them are injured. They don't have the experience to get to that next level. Some of their older players, some viejitos, they're older. They're, it's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen for Mexico. Who are your rooting interests? Who's, who are the teams you're pulling for? I'm pulling for the U.S. men's national team. I'm pulling for Canada. I love stories like that. Uh, Canada's become, you know, look, as we all know, you know, they, they get a lot of flack, you know, our neighbors to the north, whatever. But uh, they put a really solid program together. And the fact that they're host co-hosting in 26 for them to make this World Cup, I think that's massive. They really got a, a, a short end of the stick when it came to the seeding because they should have been a higher seed based on the talent level. They've got a guy named Alfonso Davies who hopefully will play in the first match. He's He's been dealing with an injury from from his club time at Bayern Munich uh where i mean he's he's considered one of the best outside backs in the world he's so good but he's one of these guys joe you know those guys those utility guys that like 
for like their all-star team or like their club team, like, you know, they play a certain position, but for the high school, they have to play a glory position because they have no other skilled players. Yeah. 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 So uh, he's so one of him those on, guys. That's him in the Canadian team. Yeah. Like he plays like left. He, he plays like outside back for Bayern Munich, which is like a defensive position. And for like Canada, he's like a striker. Like, you know, it's like one of those things. He's in. It's like how mid, really. it's, it's like how Frank Neal Aquino got minutes on the French team, but could not manage to get <laughs> on the floor for the New York Knicks, even though we drafted him the first fucking round. Sorry. I'm, not that I'm upset about it. You guys have made some good choices. Yeah. Um, so, so like on a, on a, well, first of all, I have to ask, do they have are nachos? Can you eat nachos? Do we know about this? Are nachos allowed in Qatar? Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, I'm sure they've got a, a hummus plate of some sort that it comes in some sort of a of, of a helmet type of act. I'm going to get canceled for saying what I was about to say. So I'm just going to leave it. Leave it at that. There's, <laughs> hey, hey, there are devices you, that they wear. So let's just say that. Well, that well, well uh, here's the thing. I do want to laugh real quick about the promo. Don't the promos make you laugh? They make it sound like so, so sweet over there. Like everything's oh, yeah. peachy keen. You're like, dude, I know what's going on. Like the world knows what's going on. Oh, give yeah. give Completely. me a prediction. Who wins? Uh, who wins the entire World Cup? I think England. I think it's coming home. I think they look like the most dominant team from what I saw this morning right now. I think they're so deep. If they don't have any injuries, I think this is their, I think it's finally time since the 50s for England to win a World Cup. Does the and U.S. stand any chance against them? That's what I was going to ask. Uh, I think it's going to be a 2-0 loss for the U.S. I think they're going to keep it to 2-0. 2-0. What is the U.S. chances of even getting out of group play? Well, after today, it's not as great, but I think they still make it out of the group, and I think they lose to the Netherlands in the, in the second round. Now, let me ask you something, because you've got England um, winning it all. When you think about England as a country, athletically, it's pretty much the only thing that we think about. Like there's not a lot, like we go over there just to play football games and be like, you guys remember sports? Um, they, <laughs> they don't, they don't fare too well normally really with like, there'll be a, a person or two who like does something in, you know, Olympics in the, in the winter or summer Olympics. It's really not a uh, real athletic country. Are they good at soccer just because it's been so long that they're like, this is like, why are they good at soccer? Like Brazil, I get it. Because they're, they're good at soccer because it's like baseball, like like our, us with baseball. Like they've been playing it for 150, 170 years, basically. So, yeah. Okay. Well, look, man, I know you got to go. We we really appreciate because I know nothing about soccer. I know nothing hey, about Hey, I'm, I'm happy world to come Cup. back on, on the show during the, during the World Cup and uh, express more uh, – more explanations on, on why this game is worth both of you guys watching it. So. We'll see in four years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless Italy doesn't make it again. Then we'll see you in eight. <laughs> Michael oh Majid. Hey man, I know you got nachos to eat, but uh, we'll, we'll bring you back on and, and calls are always welcome. If you want to continue with any nacho stadium reviews and give us your podcast again, so people can get more in depth sure. soccer talk. It's inside the 18. It's available on all platforms. We'll put it in the show notes so you guys can check it out or I'll, I'll retweet it out so you guys get all the links. Cool. Michael, Thanks, Majid. Later, guys. Majid, out. Very efficient. Very efficient, yeah. <laughs> I, I, had more, I had more questions for Majid. He's like, I got to go. I'm like, that's fine. Honestly, you're saving me from having to bumble through more soccer talk. You know how long it takes to make a helmet full of nachos. <laughs> Like I mean, a nacho boot. Just saying. And that was soccer talk for the next four years.
Here's a good over-under or, or overrated, underrated. Making nachos drunk or stoned. Overrated or underrated? Overrated. Ooh. So much, I, so much work. You're layering. You're ovening. Like, you can't be. You're not micro. If you microwave the nachos, you're just getting, like, sauce, you know, soggy nacho pile. Like, it's just so much effort. I think you got to microwave them, man. You got to microwave them? Well, you got to oven them. Well, no, because here's the deal. Like, here, here's my move. I get, I get the, I get like the, the cheddar cheese. Well, I used to get these, these, the flaxseed tortillas from Trader Joe's, which they don't, now that's like the vegetable flaxseed, which I know isn't as good, the veggie chips, but you do the, the cheddar cheese and that, and then you do some steak. It actually, and, and some salsa, it actually tastes decent with the microwave because the ovens, that's just like so much work. So you're going to go overrated. What are you doing? So you, what are you doing? How are you how are you getting this steak? Where's the steak coming from? You're cooking steak? No, there's there's this Costco sells this like pre-cooked sliced steak. And it's actually good. It's like it's like healthy steak. And uh I just I rip off the slices, rip them off a little finer, put it on top. That's if I want to like go all out. If not, you can just do the basic cheese and chips. But you think it's overrated. If I'm doing basic cheese and chips, give me like Tostitos and I'll just like, you know, scoop queso out of a jar. Yeah. Okay. Queso underrated, nachos overrated. Really? I love a good queso dip. I think a lot of people like queso. Just give me a bowl of hot queso and just, I don't even need, don't even touch, just give me the chips out of the bag. Okay. Makes me want to buy a crock pot tomorrow. Start doing some queso makings. Yeah, no, no, I'm I'm big now. I've been big on like uh, pub cheese, pub cheese. Yeah, little pretzels and pub cheese. Yeah, right. Love it for sure. What was more interesting, us discussing pub cheese and nachos, or discussion about World Cup? I think the I think the cheese personally. I know we got a lot of soccer fans, but. I, that's something I have always appreciated about our show, Andy. We stick to what we know, you know. We're not trying to pretend we're World Cup, you know, experts. We're not pretending we're MMA experts, you know. Yeah, we got, we got football games to watch. Hey, I'm not an expert in anything. I just, I just, you know, I just give my takes. You can listen. You can like it. You can hate me. I don't really care. I just know that I like I'm sports. Gonna- I'm an expert in evaluating quarterbacks. That's what I've learned. It's like at this point now, I just like sit back with my hands behind my head, my feet up on Sundays, and I just go right again. <laughs> you talking about Kirk Cousins? It feels good to be right again. Yeah, of course I'm talking about Kirk Cousins. Did we get any calls? Did we get any apology calls? Not a single one. Oh, maybe it's in, fact, in fact, in fact, you know what? The, the hotline was off the charts last week with calls just in general. I saw we have one call. I haven't even listened to it. Like it, it's, it, it went pretty it been that It might've been that I tweeted don't call because we're just going to play your calls from last week and laugh at them. 
Well, look, man, when, when, when that Dallas defense, this is why to me, Dallas is a legit Super Bowl contender. If that defense can play like it did yesterday and some of these other games, if the defense plays lights out, they're a tough out, man. I think that their defense is really good. There's no doubt about it. They have playmakers on that defense. Like they have the ability to play well. Also, though, you have a game yesterday where it's like Dallas, like Dallas's defense has, you know, they've been good at times and they've been mediocre at times. And I think the the reason that that was a bit of a paper tiger bowl, in my opinion, yesterday is because there's still question marks everywhere. And the big question mark, if you're a Minnesota Vikings fan, which isn't really a question mark because I have the answer, is if you play a defense that even at times rushes the passer well, your quarterback sucks. He sucks. He's not bad. He's not mediocre. He's not okay. Kirk Cousins against a above average or better pass rush fucking stinks. Always has, always will. I told you guys this was going to happen. And it's like no one fucking listens. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, it was it was a nightmare. And and obviously I, I was like, oh, I'll just go with the Vikings for the fun of it, which I regret. And I'm not and making now excuses. We'll, there'll be there'll be something about they didn't give them any time. And blah blah blah. I'm so sick too of people who just can't realize, like, guys, yeah, when you're not getting time, give rid of the fucking ball. How many times was he sacked yesterday? I don't know. Let's pull it up. Seven? Six? It was a a lot. Let's see. How many times was Kirk Cousins sacked? He was sacked seven times. 14.9 QBR. He didn't play the fucking 85 Bears. Seven times? That's... If you get sacked, if you get sacked four times, okay, you you guys had a rough day. You get sacked seven times, that's on you, bro. Yeah. Get rid of the ball, dude. And and also, I'm just I'm just stepping out and and like I'm cutting off at the pass. Whatever fucking excuses somebody's gonna make. You guys were Super Bowl contenders last week. No credit was given to you guys against the Bills. You guys stunk it up. Because Kirk Cousins against a pass rush is bad. So all that has to happen for you guys to be actual Super Bowl contenders is for you to somehow draw in the playoffs four straight games where you don't face an above-average pass rush against only playoff teams. Good luck. Well, you know, at this point, there's just, it's such a wide open field just across the league and especially the NFC. Philly struggles again yesterday, wins the very end. The Giants lay an egg, which you predicted against the Lions. The the, the, the tough part about the Giants laying an egg is they lay an egg and a massive injury. The, The New York Giants. The and the Jets together, and I guess the the people at MetLife and the people at the fucking stated 
parks of New Jersey or whatever. We've got to do something about the turf at MetLife. It's the fucking ACL monster. It's just eating people's knees. I mean, week yeah, in and week out. I think I think well, that was one of the stadiums I saw, and I, I don't have the list in front of me. I wish I did. The NFL listed like seven or eight stadiums that are major issues for injuries. That was one of them. Well, because here's the thing that they they do with these stadiums now, and I know we've talked about grass versus turf, whatever. But when you build these stadiums like MetLife, and you build these stadiums that for their for the sole purpose of getting a Super Bowl, getting a whatever. It's like the Giants play there. The Jets play there. They got Monster Jam there. They got the Springsteen concert there. Taylor Swift's there. They're putting things down on that turf all the time, crushing it, bringing it back up, never gets a break. And then suddenly every guy on all of your football teams tears an ACL or an MCL. So six stadiums were called out by the NFL Players Association as far as being the most injury prone and also the fact that they have a, a slit, a slit film turf is what it's called. It's used at MetLife, Ford Field, U.S. Bank Stadium, where the Vikings play, Caesar Superdome, Lucas Oil, and Paycor Stadium, where the Bengals play. So it's like, it's this type of uh, turf that they use. I, I'm worried that the that Odell's going to go to the Cowboys just so he can play on not this turf. God, that would be, that, that I would, that would be the most heartbreaking thing ever. Yeah. It, it's just, I, I mean, they got to figure something out. I, I don't know, man. Like, it's just fascinating to me that like this is it's taken them this long to make a correlation with the the surface in the field, but you're right. They're not going to change it because it's, it's all about it's ever. It's like everything. It's all about money. The Lions have won three in a row, man. I'll be honest. Like, like I'm a little disappointed in that because the over under they're, they're in that wheelhouse now. It's like six and a half. They're there. I'm not really that worried about them still. Like they want they won three in a row. They have the Bills next. Then they have the Jaguars. Okay, so let's give them one. Then they have the Vikings. They're like Vikings stink, but the Lions aren't beating them. And, and by the Vikings stinking, I mean Kirk Cousins stinks, and they're not fucking legit. But they're not gonna lose to the Lions. And then you, but then you do get Jets, Panthers, Bears. But like, it's still the Lions. They're building something there, man. The reason I don't believe in the Lions is because the Giants lost them. If the if the Lions were good, the Giants would have fucking played to their competition and and been good. But like this is something I th- it, 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 that was so frustrating for me because it's like I picked them to win, even though I had this feeling because I have this feeling that just historically I was like, oh, maybe this is different. This is Dable. You know, he's getting this team up. Now, we had a lot of injuries into coming into this game and in this game, but they just got their ass kicked. And it's just like, this is a thing that this Giants team does, and I tweeted it. It's like, we lose to a debacle of a Browns team on Monday Night Football post-Super Bowl 
when you know Plaxico shoots himself. We lose to an expansion Texans with David Carr. And there's a thousand of examples of these. The Giants, when they're halfway decent, love to lose to the fucking absolute worst team that they can find. That would have been a huge win too, man, with with you know how things played out yesterday. Yeah. Would have been. It's pretty wide open right now. So you mentioned uh, the Jets. Defense keeps, continues to play. Zach Wilson is just, he's just a fucking train wreck. Zach, he's a little Zach, punk. Zach Wilson. He's a punk. He's a punk. Yeah. Man. He's you know, a punk. Zach Wilson. Uh, he's a child. A couple bad throws, but one exceptional throw in that game. Um, and, or it toward the end. Uh, and that, and by that, I mean when he threw his defense under the bus. Like, the, the only throw you make the whole day is just throw, like they gave you an opportunity, dude, to take one on the chin and say, we got to be better, which every that's when you call him a punk. It's like, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. I, here, I'll play it right now. The, as an offense, though, I mean, when you guys are only able to score three points, the defense only lets up three points. I mean, do you do you feel like you let the defense down at all? No. I mean, yeah. he's so quick to say no. Point to the reporter. Next question. Like, dude, you're a punk, man. Your defense gives up three points the whole game. You give up a walk-off punt return touchdown, which is very rare. And you say no? I don't want to play with you. But also, uh, you know, we've seen the the Sam Darnold seeing ghosts thing. We've seen whatever. But, like, Zach Wilson is overthrowing guys on screens. He's throwing balls seven, 10 feet over the head of guys just standing in the flat. Like, what in the hell is going on here? Yeah. Like, he's bad, bad. I know it's year two, man. But like I like I just these guys I just I I don't think they turned it around. Like but he could, and and, and I think that's like, like when difference. you have a, when you have a good defense, you know how easy that is as a quarterback. When you have a great defense, it's so easy as a quarterback. Don't make mistakes, make the throws, and you have to make the throws. Or honestly, just do any like all you have to do. Be Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, but all you have to do if you're Zach Wilson yesterday, he he's missing guys wide open, wide open. It's like you don't have to make the throw. Be Jared Goff on the Rams, like only only complete the passes that are wide open because of scheme. Yeah, he's throwing for seventy seven yards in a game. He's overthrowing guys on the flat on screen pass, throwing it into the stands. But like he went full Oprah. You get a football, and you get a football. People in the crowd just catching footballs. Just his body language, man. He just, I felt this way all along. He he just kind of looks like that he wants to be handed everything, and that's definitely not how it is in the NFL. And he he just he just he just exude like you know how like a player will exude something. Like he just exudes that he should be given everything and like, he's like a spoiled little brat. I'm telling you, they, they need to start getting 
creative with the Wonderlick because I feel like, first of all, I feel like the Wonderlick is pretty good, but they need to, they need to add a couple questions. They need to be like, what kind of porn are you into? And if some 22 year old star quarterback says MILF porn, you gotta be like, bro, what, what are we talking about here? Why are you into 50 year old? Why are you trying to bang your mom's friends? Like that's to me, that's mental illness. Wait, wait a second. Hold on. There's a guy who went through a hardcore mill stage at like that age. Yeah. I also don't want you. I don't want young Andy Ruther. I'm not giving young Andy Ruther franchise quarterback money either. True. True. Okay. The wonder like needs a mill porn question. Like when I see him, like when I sit down for an interview at the combine with Zach Wilson and I'm like, so what are you into? He's like, Docking in fifty-year-old women, or like soaking in fifty-year-old. They're like, "What?" It's like, "Well, I'm a Mormon, so I can't move. So I can't move it around." But I'd like to. I'd like to find one of my mom's friends and just lay inside her for a while. And they're like, "All right, you're now a sixth-round draft pick." I like. I like you call it docking. Yeah, I always mix up docking and soaking. So. When I see him, I would do. I would try neither. That's why they're both in the. I would never do either. That should be oh. a reality show, man. Like, how long can you soak without doing a pump? Like, how long? Like, and then and there's a range of like hotness for the people. Like, can you soak on someone this attractive? Oh, we're getting somebody more attractive. Like, does the soaking reflect the person's attraction? Also, like if you're if you're regularly soaking, it doesn't give me confidence about your pocket presence. No, you're just gonna, you're just gonna be there, like you know, nervously, like oh, been here four seconds, been here five. Seconds. I'm gonna throw the ball into the fucking stands. Yeah, well, Zach Wilson's bad. You know, we got it. It's funny because the reporter who asked him that question sounded a lot. He had a, he had a little bit Jersey twang to him. It, it almost sounded as if Kyle, newest Hall of Fame member, Kyle Aronofsky, was asking him that question. But Kyle texted me yesterday and he said, Ryan Fitzpatrick wins that game. And I was like, yeah, no shit. I mean, that's a classic Patriots win. Just play defense and get a walk-off hunt return. It's amazing. So I see how he is. And then I see how Burrow is in his interviews. And they're around the same age. They're probably two years apart or something. And it's like, it's night and day about people taking accountability. And one guy who's obviously already been to the Super Bowl. I'm telling you, man. And I know you're calling me like, like Burrow is playing so fucking good. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, here's my thing now. I think Burrow took another step yesterday. The two inter- like Watway made two interceptions were amazing plays. Like, just yeah. amazing plays. I'm not even putting those on Burrow. When when you're down your top wide receiver and your top running back, and you're getting a guy who has never made a catch in the NFL. I don't know if he made a catch, but a guy who just promoted from the practice squad, scoring touchdowns. Like, I think Burrow. I have him right beneath Holmes in the AFC at this point. Right beneath Patrick Mahomes in the AFC. Did you get in? Did you start appreciating all Kenny Pickett yesterday? I think Kenny Pickett played okay yesterday. He did play okay in the first half. I like it. Now the announcers were 
They're all about like, no, no, that was a growth game for him. I, I was surprised how well he played. That was a growth game. Some are calling it the Zach Taylor revenge game against Andy Ruther. It was a revenge weekend, as we know, as you know, as Randy Ruther knows. So we're in a preseason tournament. Your basketball fifth, team. For the fifth grade boys that the I coach. Fifth grade basketball team. And uh, we win Friday. So Saturday we get we get one of the other local teams around here. And, uh, you know, I'm just watching the game and, and there's this really good kid on the team. And my buddy says to me, like two minutes into the game, he goes, that that's Zach Taylor's kid. I was like, the Bengals coach? And he goes, he goes, you're not paying attention. He goes, he's sitting directly across from us, first row. He's here watching his kid. Zach Taylor's kid put up 19 out of their 35 points. We literally could not make a shot. We lost 35 to six with Zach Taylor sitting in front of us. As row. Maddie Goldberg would say, oh, race. Yeah. I couldn't help but think a little, a little Zach Taylor revenge game on me. Yeah. And, He's and been then, listening and, to what you're saying. And he was like, oh, we're not taking the foot off the gas. We're going to, beat Andy Ruther's team to the ground because he says I can't coach. Meanwhile, with Zach Taylor, Zach Taylor's kid beats you 19-6. You still get blown out. Yeah, his kid single-handedly. If, if, if he plays by himself, you get blown out. Single-handedly. Andy Ruther's on the Zach Taylor can't coach. He's like, I don't even coach this team. I just coached one kid on this team, and he blew you out. I'll give him credit, though. And I, and I told Randy this today. I think that was the and, and I'm, maybe I'm missing something. I think that was the best called Bengals game that I've seen in the Joe Burrow era, play calling wise. I think it was a great called game yesterday because it was all about, hey, we're down our deep threat, our game breaker, which they've been down a few times, but we can dink and dunk, man. We can do the 10 yard pass, the 12 yard pass. We can hit T Higgins when we need to. We can hit the tight ends. We can hit, you know, P Ron, like, I, I think that was a very well called game. I'll give credit where credit's still. Now, do I think the Bengals might run the table? Like Randy texted, <laughs> he texted me that, dude. He texted me they might run the table, and I was like, look, dude. And he didn't respond to this. I go, they just gotta go four and three, and they make the playoffs. They have seven games left. The only team with a losing record that they play is the Browns, who they got smoked by. Like, let's tap the brakes about running the table. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. I mean, run the table. They got Titans, Chiefs the next two games at Titans too. But even I don't like, think, even I don't like think they, I don't think they run the next two game table. I think they've got three, three losses left in them. I think they make the playoffs. They go four and three, but. There's not there's no room for error, man. Even like even like down in Tampa, that's gonna be a tough game, man. Yeah. You know, not to, not to mention, I know it's a home game, but Monday night versus the Bills, which we'll be at, Andy. We will. And who's who's coming with us? I don't know. The competition seems to be up a little. Is it Matthew Zerks who put a four piece together. He's like a like a KFC bucket. He gave us four separate videos. I was watching him here with uh, a couple people yesterday. Some folks over watching football, and I watched it. 
we watched it the first time. I was like, oh, this is crazy. And I was like, oh, this is crazier. Wait, his shirt's off now. This is taking a turn. I love it. This competition has just heated up. Is it Zerks or Zerkis? Zerks, Zerkis. I don't know. Which, by the way, Matthew, I'm going to give you a, a piece of advice. One, you can put, uh, you can reply to your own tweet. Just so you know, you could you could have a bunch, you have four tweets. And I think now you could actually even put all four videos in there. Ooh. Right? I don't know. I could be wrong. I know Twitter, I might be wrong on that. Twitter lets you do GIFs and pictures with videos now, which no one's talking about. Everyone's talking about everything else. Guys. No one's talking about it. No one's talking about it. You can, you can do that, which is pretty cool. So I, I'll just say it, Joe. I don't know if I want to. Do it too, too early. It's a two-man race right now. I'll just be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I can't wait to see what other people come up with. We're giving away the opportunity to come watch the game with us in Cincinnati on a Monday night, the day the, the second day of January, be the second day of 2023. There's a a a, a pregame gold star meal, a tailgate, tailgate. and a Monday night football watching. With me, Andy, and Randy. Yeah. It's crazy. And that game, you you know, that game's going to hold a lot of weight, man. Probably Second for to, both of them. For both of them. Second to last game of the year. It's going to hold a lot of weight. Now, the Bills did what they had to do, which was not cover. It was a push. Eight Dude, point I'm, push. So, I'm so pissed. Because they missed an extra point, too. We pushed. That was a game I would have loved to have on you. Yeah. And the Browns, like, what do you do if you're the Browns? Now? Like, isn't he? I know he hasn't played football in so long, but like, do you even let Deshaun Watson play this year? Like, what are we doing here? What's their record now? Three and seven. Yeah. I mean, you're not making a run. No. When does he supposed to come back? I think after week 11. After this week, I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, I think you let him play solely because you want to showcase what you can do for anybody who might potentially think about joining in the offseason. Yeah. I can't believe Josie Biscoli not getting it done on another team. Did not see that coming. Yeah. Tough sledding. I mean, imagine if you had if you had the that running game that they have. You know? Yeah. Like they got, a, they got a great running. Like you, like you, you. So you did gotta, so did Indianapolis when he was there. You know what they do? I've watched a lot of Browns games. They do the same thing. They come out hot, like they did yesterday. They'll come out like a great first quarter, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. In my head, I'm thinking, forget covering. Are, are the are the Browns gonna beat the Bills? And then you're like, by quarter, mid halfway through the third quarter, you're like, how what was I thinking? I really need this one tonight too. You know, you've got the Niners. I've got the Cardinals. Uh, we have no Kyler Murray. Colt McCoy was questionable, but he's going to play. You know what? The, you know what this reeks of then that you definitely cover. It's one of those games where you're like, well, I mean, I if, if if I win today, I pick up three. If I if I lose tonight, I only pick up one. Yeah, this would be huge for you. Be a huge swing. I was I was disappointed in my Chiefs, but god damn they are good. 
They are just, I, there's never a time when I watch the Chiefs where I think, like, they're I always think they're going to win. Yeah. Always. Like, there was no doubt in my mind when they got that ball. I said, of course they're going to drive down and score. Yeah. And Mahomes, it's like he doesn't even sweat when you watch Patrick Mahomes. He's so fucking good. And Kelsey's so damn good. And just everybody. They're, you know, they got all those injuries. It doesn't matter. They're by far the best team in the NFL right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like not well, you know, it's funny because I, I said this going into the season. I picked, I picked. There it is. I picked Mahomes for MVP. I picked the Chiefs to go back to the. I might have picked them to go back to the Super Bowl. I definitely picked them to go back to another AFC championship game. But the reason I did that is because it's funny because like two years ago when the Chiefs win, everybody's going, Patrick Mahomes is going to win eight titles and he's going to win five MVPs and he's going to go down to the greatest quarterback ever. And then we had one year where they get to an AFC championship game again and they lose it. And just one AFC championship game loss and people are like, Oh, you Herbert's going to be MVP. Josh Allen's going to the Super Bowl. Burrow Burrow's took the crown as the best quarterback. I'm like, we just went from the guys going to break all the quarterback records to like suddenly there's like other guys in the conversation. And it's just like, I've never, we saw great things from Josh Allen in that playoff game. Um, but like, we've seen Patrick Mahomes do it like 50 times at this point. Yeah. No, it's true. There's just never out. I mean, he's, he's, what'd he say? Kelsey's the best tight end of all time is what he said. Hard to argue. It's kind of trending that way. Yeah. Hard to argue. At least best receiving tight end of all time. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. But I'll, I'll say it, man. I, I think like, I know they've beaten him a couple, like the Bengals match up with them, dude. It's just a thing. They've beaten him the last two times. Well, I think you'll, you'll, We'll get an easy look at that. We'll get an easy preview of that at Cincinnati in two weeks. Yeah. You better win your home. You better like you better show me you can beat them at home if you're gonna if you're gonna be talking about how they match up in a potential playoff game, which will clearly be an arrowhead. Yeah. I'm already I'm already ready to bet with Randy. Let's get a bet. Let's get a pre- Let's get a two week out Chief Bengals bet. Ooh. Since you're talking about running the table. I'm not a Chiefs fan by any means, by the way. It's just like me either. That's, yeah. that's the point. What do you do? Yeah. Like, I'll just I'll just say it right now, Joe. The thought, like, let, let's just let's just crazy Super Bowl scenario. The thought, the thought of like and obviously they wouldn't play until the Super Bowl. Like the thought of like an Eagles versus Chiefs team just makes me laugh. Like I yeah. laugh at that. Like just because of what I know the Chiefs can do. I think from the NFC, if we look at those potential teams that could give them most problems, I think it might be the Cowboys. I just, an, I, I, just feel like, I just feel like the Cowboys have a consistency problem generally. Now they have a Mike McCarthy problem. It's like can you get three or four good games in a row out of a Mike McCarthy team? Yeah. Packers oh, had some good defenses back in the day. They also had Aaron Rodgers. You know, Cowboys are running the ball really well, but defenses get stouter in the playoffs. 
That's why the NFC is so wide open. So I wide mean, open. I mean, at this point, listen, I'm a Giants fan. And at this point with the injuries and the schedule coming up, like it really may be tough for us to not lose a bunch of games down the stretch. But at the same time, you're like, just get in the playoffs because this is an anything can happen year in this conference. And I think that's got to be the goal for my team is like, that's a step is just making the playoffs right now with this kind of team, you know? Um, yeah. So, but, but at the same time, just get in because anything can happen. I don't think you can say that about the AFC. Oh, just sneak in, be the last seed. Anything can happen. And by anything, you mean you guys are going to get boat raced by the Chiefs in round two if if you somehow sneak sneak out of a game a first round alive? Yeah, man, it's it's. I I agree. Well, here's something that I think we everybody should do. You should hop on over to Prize Picks because they have a great play right now. And this is this is a great way to get you to sign up. This is a guaranteed W. I got an alert today for this on email. Thursday, the Vikings are playing. Their play for Justin Jefferson, it was supposed to be 85 and a half more or less yards. They reduced that to half a yard. Wow. So if Justin Jefferson gets one yard and you have more than a half yard, you automatically win. So it's that easy, and that couldn't be more of a reason to go ahead and sign up and join Prize Picks today. All first-time users that deposit and use promo code DIRTY will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So that is our daily fantasy partner support us support the brand support them so download prize picks today and play daily fantasy sports with us make sure to use promo code dirty when you sign up i think when i pull up the standings right now i'm gonna say it right now the teams the teams i'm just gonna do i know i did it with you i'm gonna do it with myself real quick I think the teams in the I'm gonna do AFC and then NFC. Pretender contender. Yeah. I think out of the AFC, the my legit Super Bowl contenders are three teams. Chiefs, Bengals, Bills. No Dolphins. No Dolphins. Why is that? Because I don't know what two is in, is in the playoffs. Comes down to quarterbacks in the playoffs. Yeah, but we haven't seen them in the playoffs. Exactly. So I'm not going to even risk it. I'm going to put them in there. I'm not. I'm just not. Because it's like we didn't know what Burrow could do in the playoffs till last year, and he went to the Super Bowl. And I'm not the world's biggest Tua fan by any means, but I think that with the receiver, you know, I've talked about it before. When you look at a Mahomes, it's like you can fill some holes on a Chiefs team that made you lose a Super Bowl or made you lose an AFC championship game by letting receivers go because Patrick Mahomes will turn everybody into a Pro Bowl receiver. Tua, I don't believe, has that kind of ability. So they went out and they got him, the Pro Bowl receiver that Mahomes had. Like, they just have so many weapons. I think they're making an offense around him. I think right now 
they're contenders. And especially, I'd even say this. I'm going to go so far as to say if Josh Allen doesn't get his arm healthy, I might even have the Dolphins as more of a contender than the Bills. No, not buying it. I, I think the Bills are a better team, but Josh Allen's hurt. Yeah, no, he's hurt for sure. And the more the NFC, I'll try to put that Ruther curse out there. The two teams I like the most to make the Super Bowl are the Niners and the Cowboys. It's almost like we forgot Jimmy G made it to the Super Bowl. Or he was a half a quarter away from making it to another one last year. Yeah. Like, like, like I'm not saying... Here's the thing about Jimmy G. You know what you get from him. Just like I think I know what I'm going to get with Shanahan. Like, you're going to get a good overall team game. But you have, but again, it's sort of like I said about Mike McCarthy is like the Niners did it that one time, and that's great. And last year they were, oh, they got the NFC. But in the end, it's still, you have to do it a few games in a row. And Jimmy G. It's just, he's so erratic and his ceiling is not very high. Like you're only going to get so much out of him. So what you need him to do is play up to a not very high ceiling for three or four games in a row. Now it's going to be a lot easier because the NFC is down this year overall and they have McCaffrey and they have Debo and then whatever, like, but you still, he can't, he can't just not show up one week because it's the playoffs. That's that's the thing about the NFC this year. There's not a single team in the NFC that has a quarterback coach combo, which to me are the two most important things that I trust a couple games in a row. That's why it is anything can happen. I trust Mahomes and you know Andy Reid to reel off four. Yeah. It's a good you know, point. You look at even if you look at Taylor and Burrow, they got there last year, but like, do you have that confidence in them that they can reel off three or four in a row again? You're not Mr. Zach Taylor. One, right. one, one blowout basketball game. And suddenly they're fucking, you think Zach Taylor's got a four game playoff win streak. in No, him no. All I said was, I think, I think they called a great game yesterday. I'm, I'm still not big. I'm, I, I think, I think Burrow is. I think he's that guy. I, I've said it for like he just he, to me, like like you know this from watching your Giants teams. I, I just my thing is if you can have a backup running back have three receiving touchdowns and the guy just joined the practice squad have your you know your four touchdown passes were to a guy who just came off the practice squad and a backup running back. To me, it's yeah. like that's a good fucking quarterback. Yeah, of course. Like, and I don't know if you heard it because a lot of people had done. I saw a fair amount of it. Burrow, what is Burrow without Chase? What is Burrow's Burrow's played fine without Chase? Yeah, like, like th- that. That's all ridiculous. And I think you're right about Allen. If he's not healthy, and they, and they've been my Super Bowl pick the last two years. By the way, I don't understand why they're you know they're playing in Buffalo this week. They're still going home. I, I really don't. Is it because they just want to be with their families? I guess they're playing in Detroit. Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. And, and they and they played their game in Detroit. Yeah, I don't know why they're going home. I guess it's not that far for one. Yeah. 
that's probably the most exciting game that's that the city of Detroit seen in a while. Yeah, a non Lions game. They have a Josh Allen statue out there. <laughs> Josh Allen decides to retire from football after playing one game as the home quarterback in Detroit. You know what would have been. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. You would have been great if they like defaced. He just he just like walks out. Scott Mitchell, Barry Sanders, and Megatron are like doing the fucking Doctor Evil. Come here, come here, son. When you were say walks, I thought you were saying like Field of Dreams. Yeah, like they were bringing him out. Like he was walking out of corn. (laughs) He was walking out of some project. It would have been funny if they would have defaced all the grit stuff. Yeah. Like if the Bills players would have went around and sprayed graffiti on grit. This is what I like though. I like so I had that bet with I had that bet with uh Dirtball Matt Boonstra. I think it was like nine Lions wins. Like he he just got egregious. And he DM'd like, oh, I have hope now. Yeah. Nine. Dude, I don't know. Football fans are crazy, though, man. Yeah, like they win. Yeah, football fans. Yeah, do I have a bet with Dave Briggs? Dave Briggs bet me a hundred dollars that the Eagles would have twice as many wins as the Giants. I'm like, I'm one win away from that being over already. Like, why would you even bet straight up hundred dollars? We'll we'll win twice as many games as you guys. I was like. Every every fan of their team just goes, oh, we're going to win the Super. So what was that thought that like the Eagles would win like 10 or 12 games? games? Yeah, and the Giants would win five. Five or six. But just, but to me, the thing is like, when you look at this, if you're, if you're a true football fan, like we're, we're both real football fans that don't really like, you know, it's not egregious homerism. You don't, you have eight teams that you can call homerism for. And then like, I I mean, I think with the retirement of Eli Manning, my just like absolute standing, anything that walks on the field at MetLife is kind of gone. But like the idea that you go into the season and you don't go any commanders, Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, any one of them could win the NFC East. The idea that you just look at and you go, yeah, this team's going to be significantly better. We have two less wins than them right now. It's, you know, 60% of the way through the season. Yeah, I know. No, it is crazy. I just think they've done such a brilliant job of creating, you know, like a, like the parody that, that, I mean, we've talked about it, right? Like the chiefs losing, you know, just things you never saw. Like, like it's funny to think that the chiefs lost to the Colts, right? Like these things that have happened, and you're like, how did that happen? But it's also like, well, it happens because there's good damn players in every team. Yeah. And and there's not. And, and the thing is like, so like yesterday I took, I think we both took New England. At the end of the day, it's like, there's just, there's guys who like, they're going to find a, like, like Belichick is that guy where I'm like, he's going to find a way. Well, be, well, that's the thing with the Zach Wilson game is like, you're, you know, Bill Belichick's not going to get beat by somebody who's not good at playing the game of football. Like if you're not smart, you're like, if you're mediocre, if like, you're like, again, if you're a Ryan Fitzpatrick type, you know, the game, 
and you you may play it erratically from time to time, but like you have bursts of it. But like Zach Wilson's bad, and Bill Belichick can scheme for bad. Let's make this guy make bad decisions. Yeah, that's why. And you know, um, but you get get your get your Miller lights ready. It's the Joe Prano drinking game, but that's why the Giants were able to upset that Patriots team twice because you can't scheme for being born coming out of the womb, ready to call fucking line audibles. You know, you can't scheme for, a, for a, a Manning kid, fucking Cooper arch. You, you put arch, you put arch Manning at fucking 18 year old, still in high school in that game yesterday. He has a better chance of beating the Patriots than Zach Wilson does facts. Wow. I think we have a Vikings call. I don't know. This is let's Vikings go. Let's see. Yeah. I haven't listened to it. That was the one that called when we were live. Great. Or is this farmer dirt ball? Cause he doesn't, talk it's trash. raining in Mexico right now at stadium. Azteca. As All right, the I'm gonna, Cardinals I'm gonna, and Giants or uh, Niners kick off. That helps your. That helps your. Uh... Yeah, it does, buddy. All right, I think this is Farmer Dirtball because he doesn't talk trash. So I, I think let's see if I'm right. Dirty sports man, it's Dan Campbell. You know what I'm calling about, Joe Prano. I'm calling about you, man. You, you're worried about the heat. You're getting to from some Vikings fans, man. You ain't seen nothing yet. We're uh we're coming for you. The roar has been restored, man. And um I think we're on a three game winning streak right now, man, but I couldn't tell you I'm on such a nicotine buzz right now, man. And it's just we play with a lot of grit. I think uh you could maybe use some of those grit signs, man. But don't worry about these petty battles with Vikings fans, man. Prano, you got a lot of you check your own house, you know what I'm saying, man? Stay dirty. Good Dan Campbell. It's a good Dan Campbell. He does do a good Dan Campbell. It's really good. Yeah. Check your own house. I was not, I was not like, there was nothing about the game yesterday as a Giants fan where like, I didn't see it. I was prepared for that. I was prepared all week for that loss. Yeah, you were. To be fair, you were. You you said that on the show. Just like you were prepared for the Kirk Cousins just meltdown. The whole team, man. After, after that, you know, I, th- that game was just so set up. After that emotional win, it was just set up for a collapse. Yeah. There was a point, like, in the third quarter where they were down, like, 30, where I was like, I guess, technically, if Dak Prescott fumbles a couple snaps, kicks them backwards, and the Vikings just pick up four consecutive snaps in the own end zone, that they could get back into this game. And I was yeah. like, what are the chances of that happening? But then Vikings fans were like, you didn't give us credit. You didn't give us credit. We rolled double sixes 11 times in a row. And we won this game. You want to talk about luck? I want to pull up. uh, I wonder how Nick Swartzen was doing. Hey, that's basically what Nick Swartzen tweeted yesterday. Yeah. His Vikings tweets are great. This is not over in caps. 
10 TDs, 67 field goals, and five safeties, and we're good. Fuck everything. (laughs) (laughs) I love sports. Before that, at the Vikings game, debating shitting in the urinal and then eating it for Thanksgiving, urinal cake with piss and shit. Happy holidays. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Those are great. Absolutely great. Prano, let's keep it short tonight. We got we got a game to watch. Is that the show? Yeah, I'm I like tired. It. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm tired. That's okay. I've, You're I've, in charge. Us as as Michael Majid said. You know he he does the Andy Ruther role on his. Did you uh, hear how he said he goes keeping things moving and reading the ads? I was like, that's all I'm good for. Talk about like a low key diss. Yeah, Ruther, you keep it moving and uh, you read the ads. So good job. Yeah, oh, I mean, I'll listen, do- I just opened the rundown for the first time just to see if, you know, there's anything. And it's like, no, I think I think we keep it, we can keep it moving. Listen, like Michael Majid said, you keep it moving. You do that. This is part of the Andy Ruth. Like Joe Prano does not decide how long or short a, sh- a show goes. Joe Prano decides how much of the show gets devoted to shitting on Kirk Cousins. But Joe Prano does not call start and stop on the Dirty Sports podcast. That's part of Andy Ruther's role. Yeah, and, and my role tonight is I've had a long day watching electricians work in my house. Not that I did anything, but I'm tired. So let's let's get to Monday Night Football. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, MySpace. Follow me around the country. Like this weekend, this coming weekend, Plano in Plano, Texas. I'll be at the Giants-Cowboys game on Thursday, Thanksgiving Day. Is anybody, are there dirt balls that are spending Thanksgiving Day at the Jerry Dome, at Jerry World. If there are, slide into my DMs on any social media at Joe Prano or Twitter at Fix Your Life. Or if you're not going to be going to the games, but you do live in the Dallas area, um, come to see me at House of Comedy Plano. That's House of Comedy TX, House of Comedy Texas on all social media. You can get tickets by going to my Instagram. You can get tickets by going to their social media. You can go to joeprano.com forward slash shows. And uh, please come come see a show in Texas this weekend. Word, yeah. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be seeing some comedy too. I told you I'm gonna go see Lachlan where you guys are down there seeing Joe. All right, that's our show. I think nothing else. We'll be back on third. No, Wednesday. Wednesday. We're gonna be back Wednesday because we don't do a show on Thanksgiving. No. So we'll football games on Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's right. And on Wednesday, we'll be making our picks. So uh, tune back in Wednesday. All right, guys. Have a great week. We'll see you in a couple of days. And as always, stay dirty.